Good evening. Today is a Tuesday, Wednesday, second of March. It's a beautiful sunny evening with the golden rays over the horizon. My daily commute from my gig. It's taken me longer than I expected, almost an hour. Yeah, so I can have some bits to record my thoughts. Um, still on the developments happening in this once in a lifetime. Uh, geopolitical uh, fiasco. Russia is, has invaded Ukraine. They want to reclaim the territory. Obviously, it won't bode well for the people of Ukraine. For the rest, the damage is just collateral. Um, these are very unpopular thoughts because the West will not in, actually want to acknowledge the fact that Ukraine is their own making. It's a problem of their own making. And um, and this is a fact, basically. You know, facts are usually painful to accept. And uh, there's nothing you can do about it. In fact, I would quote Henry Kissinger, who said that um, being, American's friend, being America's enemy is dangerous, but being, being America's friend is fatal. Um, this is clearly what has happened in Ukraine. Ukraine has been courting the West, hoping to be protected from Russia. And of course, the West has actually given assurances to Ukraine. They even gave up their nuclear weapons, the nuclear arsenal, and hoping that if they tilt towards the West, and they'll get the protection and hopefully join NATO and be fully protected. But clearly when you have superpowers fighting for control to increase the spheres of influence, it cannot go down well if you try to switch allegiance from one side to another. It's quite egregious and unbelievable that the so-called Cuban Missile Crisis is, was actually triggered by America's installation of nuclear weapons in Italy and uh, in Turkey. But nobody mentions that in the Western media. Basically, what they call manufactured consent. And uh, this concept, uh, this idea of, that was brought forth by Noam Chomsky, clearly it's playing out very well right now. And the entire Western media, they are feeding their audience with the false narrative that the West has no, no blame. To, to the, of course, the actions of, of Russia and, and Putin invading Ukraine are inexcusable. They're deplorable. We, we can't actually understand how that can happen to our people. But um, and this goes to the point. The main point behind my podcast this moment is that uh, I think those, all of those of us from, 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 from developing countries and less countries that do not possess nuclear weapons we should know that uh, these two spheres of influence, the Western world and the Eastern and, and, and the East, whether it's um, the divide between capitalism and communism, or largely basically the ideology, political ideology of democracy versus not, not having democracy. It actually masks the, the really basic underlying fact of the nature and behavior of the superpowers. The superpowers have always been bandits. 
throughout the entire history of human civilization. They behave like bandits. Theirs is to acquire territory and spheres of influence by whatever means. Of course, during the beginning of the century, probably even earlier, the earlier centuries, the fight was more clear. It was just fighting. And countries, the superpowers used to fight each other directly. But since the nuclear weapons came on uh, into the scene, it's no longer possible for the superpowers to fight directly because obviously that would be the end of the human civilization. The level of stockpiling of nuclear weapons that uh, we see currently between America, China, and Russia, and especially America and Russia, they're so huge that they can destroy the planet many times over. That is why the countries cannot risk fighting each other directly. So now they just have to keep fighting proxy wars to occupy territory, to reclaim territory. The idea that is adopted by the West, because their primary goal is to use democracy to mask their ambitions, their territorial ambitions, that is... Um, it's quite appealing to many people. It brings a lot of benefits and it's quite deceptively... Um, it's deceiving in terms of trying to convince you how things easy, easy things can be. I'm not downplaying, downplaying the importance of democracy and liberty, humans, personal liberty. That is obviously very important. But I think that does not justify... Uh, a Western country trying to impose that system using covert means, either using funding uh, human rights groups who would basically keep on beating the, the message, trying to spoil their opponents, saying how evil they are, but also not forgetting that uh, a life is a life. Just because Americans don't kill their own blood, they don't kill their own citizen, doesn't mean that the lives of people who are not American citizens or the citizens of the West are not worthy. It doesn't justify um, invasion of other countries like uh, Yemen or, or even, even Iraq and many others, which I don't have to mention here. So a life, human life is human life. And, but according to the Western system, a life is really worth if it has an American passport, if it has a, a white passport, uh, an American or British or, 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 or European passport. The rest are not lives. And that is where they can kill, they can support and finance the bombing of a country like Yemen and people die of hunger and famine and starvation, not because food is not available, but because food cannot be delivered because of the war. So I think what we need to realize is that these superpowers are bandits. And uh, when you're dealing with a bandit, the tactics of negotiation obviously should be different. Because this is a bandit who is ready to murder everybody to get what they want. Or at least to make sure the other person doesn't get what they want. Their opponent doesn't get what they want. And once you come to this realization, then we'll be able to save our generation, our countries from misery and suffering, like what's happening in Ukraine now. If they were sober, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, could have just said, well, I agree to negotiate. I'm not going to fight you anymore. Agree to whatever pact it is. Save your people. 
because fighting, when these superpowers are fighting, the kind of victory you get is what they call Firic victory. You won, but uh, it is so bitter that you've literally lost the entire army, like the, so, the, 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 that Firic battle uh, uh, warrior who actually won a battle, but he lost, suffered so much casualties in his uh, regiment, in his uh, uh, f- troops that it actually didn't, didn't feel like a, a win. And, and for this case, for, as a matter of fact, I do not see the possibility of Russia giving in. They will fight. They will fight, even if it means killing half of, of, of Ukrainians. And it's not the first time that Ukrainians have died under the heavy arm of of Russian of of, of Russia um, trying to occupy Ukraine. Some number of millions of people died during a famine, I think, early in the century when Russia USSR was trying to and I think this should serve as a lesson in humanity in, in how to approach difficult situations when you're dealing with these bandits called superpowers. They have no regard for your your life if you do not carry their passport. They have no regard they will do anything they can to win and at least to make sure the other person loses. And that is my word. That is... Those are my thoughts for today. Uh, good morning. Good morning today. Today is um, Thursday. Thursday. Um, when is today? Thursday, I think, 9th of of um, March 2022 Um, today the thought for today is surrounding still something to do with mathematics and how magical it is how science is just magical how can you can use mathematics to uh, turn around the situation that is facing you and this is nothing short of magic Many years ago, St. Columbus, the explorer, uh, was actually on his voyage to South America. He was camping in one of the islands, I think, El Salvador, um, uh, off the coast of Cuba. And as usual, the explorers used to rely on the well-wishers from the local communities to feed them and supply, give them supplies. You can imagine how this to travel. You have been given resources. Your resources are limited. They're finite, and uh, of course, you cannot carry enough food. So you have to rely on people to to, to buy food. But often, more, more often than not, they used to want to just um, get food as cheaply as possible. So Columbus used to Christopher Columbus used to uh, give the local people in that island. Um, some tinklets, things like bangles, cheap ornaments in, in return for food. And at some point, the people got annoyed and they said they can't feed him anymore. They are not interested in those trinklets, tinklets. So, Christopher Columbus and his voyage uh, and his entourage uh, were facing uh, imminent starvation. And so he had to devise a method to get food from these people. And one of the things he realized was that the the community was very, very superstitious. They believed in magic and witchcraft, and of course, uh, 
um, they feared the gods. So Christopher Columbus had to devise a method to make himself to make himself uh, at the level of God. Uh, so what happened? What happened then was that uh, he consulted one of the um, astronomers, and this is different from astrology. Astronomers, these are the people who look at the movement of heavenly bodies to determine their precise positioning, movement, timing, and they can actually easily predict many things in terms of how, for example, the sun and the moon uh, rotate around, I mean, they move around each other. Of course, moon goes around the sun, the earth, sorry. So, he, the idea was quite uh, uh, remarkable, and uh, what he consulted with the astronomer, astronomer was to to be given an idea of when when the next solar eclipse would happen and he got the precise date so a few weeks before the solar eclipse happened because again at that time it was not very clear when it would happen it was they could be off by one or two three days and like now when they, have, they can be precise to the hour the minute again because of mathematics and, and, and science so he got the dates and so he started spreading the warning to the people he said that he's among the gods and he is going to instruct the gods of the heavens and the sun to declare a solar eclipse total solar eclipse and their crops would die of course that would that's what means that their crops would die and basically darkness uh, from any cultural uh, it's basically death and even in scientific requires total darkness means no life because for photosynthesis cannot happen so so basically he said if you don't give me food i'm going to order the gods and the gods are angry with you people and he'll shut down the sun until you give me food and true to his word they completed to defy but uh, so like clips happened so basically what i'm trying to say is um, mathematics calculations numbers calculus good evening today is a thursday i think it's 10th did my second podcast for today um this is about how to deal with reality unpleasant reality i'm not talking about ukraine of course it's a total catastrophe it's a fiasco but i'm talking at personal level and this is a message to one of my close friends confidant Mm, happens to be my dad too. Um, I think it takes boldness to accept reality, an unpleasant reality. It is of no use to bury your head in the sand and hope things are fine. And especially when it comes to matters of health, your health, and sometimes even finances and even other areas. I'm saying this because um, my dear father has refused to take regular uh, sugar tests, despite us buying him a machine to, to, to do it. He has refused to test. And this is what I would characterize as burying himself, his head in the sand. He does not want to see the unpleasant reality that whatever he's having could probably be damaging his health. Today, he had two meals in a quick succession, uh, which probably was not a good idea. Because he had a meal in the morning, probably around 7, then another one at around 11, probably 12. Um, 
obviously I checked my own sugar and it was around 6.7 and that clearly says that uh, I'm actually looking at what he's eating because he's having his usual chicken it's got some fat but not too much he's done well he's cooking his uh, food is not too oily now not using a lot of oil now when cooking and uh, secondly um He's having a purple. Purple has extremely low sugar content, and I've checked on reliable sources. I think one of the reliable health websites it says purple is good, but the fact that my own sugar level shot up to seven means that his manner of eating may not be extremely good. And it could, by the way, be good. But given that he's not getting any younger, obviously his body organs will continue deteriorating and rapidly. So over the coming three or four, five years. And that means it's very crucial to just listen to the doctor and not argue. There is a saying in, uh, in, in, in my mother tongue that says that the elders can be advised, even by the young. The only thing you can't do is to insult them. And this is my basic message to him. I'll be very blunt with him and I'll tell him my experience the last time he got COVID um, uh, clearly he could not tell us that he was sick and that was a problem. When you're staying alone, someone will not tell you there's something wrong. So when things turn for the bad, they can really go down slippery, down the slope and rapidly so. And um, diabetes is a very, very marginal condition. Those medications are just like supplements. And uh, the way I would see it is that if, if his refusal to actually test is quite dangerous. His organs, because of his age, will continue deteriorating. And there's a likelihood that tolerance for even the little sugar he's having currently will become worse. So not testing even at least once a week is really dangerous. And uh, you can actually end up having a diabetic shock and completely damage his organs and end up in an ICU. Of course, it's good to enjoy good food. Like now, he's enjoying a lot of food, good food. But in my view, like that bread he's having, he should drop it completely. Probably should just have one piece. Um, vegetables, it's okay. A piece of meat is okay. I think the rest is okay. But whatever happens, whatever he does, um, it's good to know that he can actually be blocked from having more meals, more foods, if he continues doing what he's doing. And especially if... And the worst situation would be if he gets a diabetes shock and he's just living there and uh, refusing to even be given advice by anybody in the household. He can actually deteriorate and uh, by the time we get to know he's in a coma probably during the day when there's no one around and uh, um, by the time we get to know he'll be in an ICU heading to death and I think life is pretty long and I think he has still has a lot to offer to us guidance mentoring mentorship of course he's a very smart man his advice is like like that of sages we need him around, so I do not know how to convince him that he needs to test daily, because he needs to. Yes, and uh, if he can't accept it, you know, there's nothing I can do to him. So it's his life. If he decides to just make his life more miserable, actually his life miserable. Right now he's not miserable. He's quite happy. He's having whatever he wants to eat. But he would like to make his life miserable over the next few years. It is possible. I'm saying this because even the last time you notice I'm the only one who actually noticed there was a big problem and I didn't sleep because my hunch is always right 
I can see when things are going wrong. When I see things are going wrong, please don't come and say, I cast you. Because science has led us to a stage where we actually become wizards. You can easily use science, and as Galileo said that, um, the opinion, opinion, the opinion of one man is worth much more. The opinion of one man, and I'm actually looking for a quote somewhere here on my profile. Galileo Galileo, you know, he's one of the guys who discovered that the earth around the sun it was very controversial. Nobody accepted it, including the sun circles, because of those people who could not accept the buried in the sun. So he said in the questions of science, the authority of a thousand is not worth the humble reason of, a, of one single individual. I can decide not to accept the fact, but the facts are there, and it's nothing I can do. The best is to adjust and accept my fate so that then I can move on, so that I can have a healthy life, more comfortable life, and a longer, healthy life. Having a long life is not a problem. It's having a long, healthy life so that you can be able to be there to, be to support other people also and minimize the misery of other people, seeing you sick and unable to even even rise up from a seat to the 